A few weeks ago, we had Father James Mackay visiting us, and while we were still building our studio at Divine Renovation, we thought it was such a wonderful opportunity that we just had to jump on the mics. So for this week's podcast, join a conversation that the Divine Renovation team had with Father James Mackay just a few weeks ago. We're so excited to have in studio today, Father James Mackay. Father James Mackay is one of the pastors in the Divine Renovation Network. That's our our coaching network of parishes around the world. And he's also the pastor at the Parish of Our Lady of Walsingham in Royal Docks, East London. And he's joining us here in studio today. Hi, Father James. How you doing? Two Father Jameses on set. We're doubling down on the Father Jameses. We got enough room for one or two more behind this bar. Uh, But Father James, it's so nice to have you in town and visiting uh, St. Benedict Parish and here with the Divine Renovation team. Good to be here. Excellent. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your parish? Share with us some of the some, something about it. Okay, so our parish is about 20 minutes outside the centre of London, so it's really in the heart of it, and it's a combination of kind of the old world and the new. Uh, the royal docks have been around since the early Roman times, and so London has always, this part of London has always been a central place in the life of the whole country. Um, but since the docks have been out of use, uh, it's really kind of, it became a derelict land for quite a while, quite a poor area. But now white column workers are moving back in, seeing the real estate around there. We have this kind of mixture of, of rich and poor. Our parish is uh, one parish, but it used to be three, which have been amalgamated now into one. So we have one parish, but three sites, three mm-hmm. worship sites. Mm-hmm. Um, very ethnically diverse, uh, about 50% Nigerian, a a good uh, Filipino contingent and people from all around the world who really have set up home in our part of East London. So it's, a, it's an exciting That's place cool. to be. That's awesome. How long have you been pastor there? Uh, about two, nearly three years. It'll be three years this April, actually, yeah. So, and it's where I'm from as well. I'm an East Londoner. I grew up 10 minutes away from this church, so I'm back home. That's amazing. Wow. James, one of the things that, that I'm thrilled about to have you here with us because, you know, you're, you're, you're part of our Divine Renovation Network and, you know, we do get sometimes a lot of requests to come and visit and we just are unable to say yes to a lot of requests. But when you're in the network, it's a bit different. We've kind of made a really a commitment to partner with you and to, and to invest in one another. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I'm so excited about your presence here and getting to know you more is we've received so much from you guys because mm-hmm. you're starting to implement the principles yeah. in divine renovation and you're seeing results yeah. and it's just such a gift to us. Tell us a little bit of like, what's resonating with you and and tell us a little bit of what you, what's beginning to happen in your parish. Well, I mean, the transformation in the parish in the last year has just been amazing, really. Uh, from the moment I picked up and started reading uh, Divine Renovation, the book, uh, on the 27th of July, 2016, um, you know, <laughs> it, it sticks in my mind. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's uh, stuck in my memory now. And, you know, when I first read that book, I thought to myself, this, I mean, it's not like the, the silver bullet as such, but it was an answer to a deep felt uh, desire in my heart. Um, I saw the early churchness, I saw the acts of the apostles, and I thought, we want to live this in our church. And because it's so rich, it doesn't really, you don't have to be a huge mega church or with, with all the money in the world to do this thing. You just have to have the heart and the desire and see the spirit that's underneath it. I mean, our mm. two parishes are, are very different, mm. very, very different. And yet I can see those principles. Now we're starting to live them, really bringing the place to life. You know, because that's that's one of the things that often people will say is like, well, St. Benedict Parish, you're, you know, you're this new brand new building and Mm -hmm. and it's, well, we're not in a well off part of town, but it's not a a poor part Mm -hmm. of town either. And, and we have, you know, certain resources, which we didn't always used to have, but 
I've actually visited your parish, and yeah. the, the spirit of it, of what I sensed there, was absolutely amazing. Well, I haven't visited, but I watch, I follow him on Instagram, and a lot of times he's Instagramming live, <laughs> and his place looks so. Fun. I want to go there and dance and praise with everybody else. It looks so much fun. Yeah, yeah, it's, it really is. I mean, uh, we 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 try to sort of get first things first. You know, we invested heavily uh, in our worship. You know, we don't have uh, an unlimited source of money. No parish does really, does it these days? Um, but we kind of got first things first we invested uh, in our worships we have a professional musician now who directs uh, the music across all our churches over all our masses so that there is a, a quality and an expectation in our worship that it's going to be of, of the best quality and people have really really responded to that uh, we've invested uh, in a director of pastoral ministries uh, jordan um, uh, who i work very closely with a good friend of mine and um, we don't have uh, much more financially to invest but you know we're making good headway and through Alpha, uh, through uh, what's been going on in our parish the last years, people are starting to come out of the woodwork and starting to volunteer their skills and talents, mm. you know, and and they mm. want to give of it freely. You know, it's it's always been there, and now it's starting to emerge. Mm. You know, Father James, one of the things that I'll often hear is, well, you know, we don't have enough resources. We don't mm. have enough people. We mm. don't have enough staff. We could never do an Alpha. Mm. But you're saying... Well, geez, that's exactly why we need to do yeah, it. Yeah, this is it. Your, your people are, are your resources, you know, and just making that simple approach. It doesn't have to be like I need 20 people in order to do this. You know, if you if you know two or three good people and you invest in them, mm. then those two or three good people will invest in two or three other good people. Mm. And it can grow uh, very, it seems like a slow growth, but the, the, the rate of change in the last year has been rapid. So mm. the point now that um, in our last alpha, we had uh, so, so many on team that we had to sort of like, so move them out to other ministries. But, you know, what a problem to have, right? <laughs> <laughs> so true. It's beautiful as, as yeah. things come. I'd be interested to hear from you a little bit about your senior leadership team again, because you don't have a huge staff of people that you're drawing yeah. from. And so how did you go about doing that? Because that's one of the principles of being in the Divine Renovation Network mm-hmm. is that you work out of a team. Talk a little bit about that. And I will say this is a great question because people often say, well, this idea of a senior leadership team, is that only when you have staff? Do you you need to have staff? And and we say, no, some of our parishes have a mixture of staff and parishioners, and Mm -hmm. some even have all parishioners. So Mm -hmm. love to hear more about this. Well, the, the, we, the senior leadership team idea grew out of reading the book and then following the guidebook and actually chimed with me because I thought to myself, you know, in order to make the best possible decisions for furthering our mission I can't do that alone you know I'm one mm. guy uh, with with a way of seeing things mm. but that means I've got many blind spots mm. so um, I spent a good amount of time actually just getting a sense of the people around me those who are already passionate and what they could offer me that I didn't have and now we have a, a team of five including myself and um, and we meet uh, on a reg- going to be a more regular basis soon uh, going from uh, once every two weeks to once every week uh, to, to to really you know make you know discuss these really crucial issues in our parish to to keep us on track but not only keep us on track but also to speed up and reinforce the train um, none of uh, our, our members of the senior leadership team uh, are staff actually uh, to make, uh, to correct myself Jordan is a member of staff but the other three are three uh, hard-working men and women that work in the city all day mm. uh, and but they 
give of their time and they want to because they mm. share. We spent a lot of time investing in prayer, in our relationship, getting to know one another. So actually we look forward to our meetings just to mm. see one another, let yeah. alone to actually discuss yeah. crucial things. And uh, so they come after work and, and we, can, we can be talking for two or three hours to make sure we hammer down mm. really important things. When you were putting your team together, were you looking, like because you mentioned the Royal Docks area has a very rich history and tradition, mm -hmm. so were you looking for people that have been living out their Catholic faith for 30, 40 years in the parish, or how did you determine and what did you end up with in terms of age and diversity, how long they've been in the faith, things like that? Definitely wasn't looking for uh, uh, a track record of longevity in the parish. Okay. Uh, it was really just looking uh, for people with particular talents, but really above all everything else, uh, like the desire, you yeah. know, the desire to give, and and also a sense of them being alive to what was being proposed in the parish, that the mission that we were on, and uh, you know, and they they completely bought into it. So you mm. kind of yeah, you know, if you've got that going into your decision making process, that first meeting you've already got a head start, you know. Yeah. That's the, the, the first non-negotiable, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. To have exactly. unanimity of vision and then mm. to have your balance. Yeah. So you've got the people are complementing your strengths and, and you can be a balanced team. And then that, that healthy conflict that is, that is rooted in, in friendship and love and care. Yeah. Uh, the, you said you're becoming friends, you know. And Precisely, yeah. That's what, you know, a good senior leadership team meeting, you look forward to it. It's, it's, it can be one of your most fun, dynamic and challenging meetings of your week. And, and I would say, like, for, for me personally, as, as a priest, it's been really uh, the answer to a deep felt need, uh, you know, that I've had as a priest. Um, you know, more and more with the decreased number of priests, uh, the, the church culture, they're still kind of embedded in mm. the priest is kind of put up on a pedestal and everything rests on him. And I just felt not only the pressure of that, but it makes you feel terribly alone. Yes. And those are not the recipe for success. Now, with my senior leadership team and my ministry is growing, I don't feel alone. Uh, I feel uh, feel supported uh, and accountable. So actually, you know, those blind spots uh, can be called out, oh, you know, in, in, a, in a, an atmosphere of trust and love. And, um, and that just, it gives me so much hope for the future. And it's not just reinvigorated me as a priest, but more so as a, as a Christian. Ah, James, you, you're, you're really, my heart feels like it's going to burst. What you've just enunciated is so much of, the heart of, of what drives me and in, in mm. the work that I, I try to do with priests because I, I, I grieve so often because mm. priests are, so, those two things, so absolutely isolated and alone mm. in feeling that they they might consult and get advice, but in the end, they're they're alone with the decisions mm -hmm. and and, uh, and 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 the lack of support and you know and and it's just so good to hear that because mm -hmm. it truly is a game changer. And the other core piece is the accountability thing, mm -hmm. and that's that's one of the real struggles. You know, we we don't we don't have a wife to go home to. At least yeah. most of us don't. And and uh, <laughs> there's. The right amount of accountability mm -hmm. is life-giving. Every human being needs that. And mm -hmm. we've got this really weird structure in our church mm -hmm. that, that somehow, unless there's an absolute disaster, we don't, we don't hold Father accountable mm -hmm. for much. And, mm -hmm. and you don't thrive in that kind of environment. I wonder, too, because sometimes I hear from time to time from other priests that have joined the network is when they go to their... Um, fellowship meetings with other priests not everybody's excited as they are about the journey they're taking and sometimes they can almost feel attacked or kind of pushed you know you're not one of us anymore i don't know is that a real yeah. thing definitely i mean uh, you know you don't want to sort of call out any particular priest no, but there but is a sense if you're in you're in a group of priests uh, sometimes uh 
the excitement you have, uh, mm. the, you know, the, the new life you have, what you're talking about, can be a bit overwhelming and can kind of be met uh, defensively. You know, it's like, okay, well, that's okay what, what you're doing. And, uh, and I still haven't found the kind of formula how to, how to, to deal with that, to, to, to bring brothers along. But, um, you know, there is, a, there is something to be said for sort of like walking slowly and gently and keep checking in, not just going to your brother priest and saying, well, okay, uh, I've got this idea, this, do this, mm. do that, this is really working. Yeah. But just like you know, sitting down <laughs> and actually spending time with, you know, saying, how you doing, bro? You know, let's, yeah. let's, let's hang out. You know, yeah. where you can feed in your eyes in a spirit of where you're relaxed, you know, and, and they can be more open to it. It's First Peter 3.15, always mm. have your answer ready for those who ask the reason for your hope. Yeah. Those uh, who ask. Those That's who key. ask. <laughs> <laughs> I found out who, goes, who you think want to know. I found out the hard way about offering advice to those who don't ask. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you've been in the you've been in the network for for less than a year, but you really I mean your encounter with divine renovation started when you picked up uh, mm-hmm. Father James's first book. Yeah. Um, so you, you started uh, did you start implementing things as early on as as that uh, shortly after reading that? Yeah, book? so basically I, I read the book and I read it again, and I just wanted to share it with someone. And uh, Jordan, who's now my director of pastoral ministries, he was moving in uh, shortly after doing another job at the time. I said, "Man, you got to read this." And then so the conversation started. And at that stage, I was thinking, you know, again, classic kind of Catholic priest thing. I'm reading it to Alpha. This is a Church of England, right? Okay, well, it sounds, okay, he's, he's, he sold me to a point. I've got to try it out for myself. So uh, uh, Holy Trinity Brompton, HTB, where Alpha really began, uh, was running its uh, Alpha experience uh, in the September of 2016. So I managed to get a group of, uh, eight, I think it's 10 parishioners, who I kind of had a good relationship with, was sharing my heart with them a bit. I said, would you come along with me to HTB? Uh, so we'll be guests, uh, which kind of strange for the host. You know, like, I'm a Catholic priest, I'm your guest, you know, uh, to HTB, just so I can, again, so we can talk about it and share and, and see, you know, if this thing could work in our context. Uh, so that's what happened. We go there together on a Wednesday evening. Uh, we come home on the train, we talk, and we meet up. And I think this was crucial. Uh, we met up about four or five times over that period of the Afro experience and just had dinner together. Mm. Um, we prayed Sweet. together. We spoke about it. And we began to dream about what this could look like. You know, by the oh, end, we were sold. That's so cool. You know, and, uh, <laughs> and by the January of last year, so 2017, um, with a heavy investment in tech to make it, you know, look good. Um, you know, it doesn't have to cost a lot, though, I should say that. Um, we were ready to go. I think I received the Holy Spirit. You know why? Because I was watching people have these moments of conversion, these, these life-transforming moments. And I was in the kitchen clearing the plates away. I thought to myself, man, I didn't do this, you know? And right. it, was li- it was liberating. Yes. It was yes. liberating, yeah. you know, to see God doing his thing. Through, through the, the team Through members. the team that was there. And I thought, wow, you know, and I just felt liberated. And I thought, well, thank you, Holy Spirit. James, there's two important principles that I heard in what you said is that it started with a small beginning, and mm-hmm. this is this is the, the biblical way, isn't it? It's the the image of the mustard seed that begins. It's the smallest of seeds and grows to become this amazing thing. And sometimes the temptation when parishes like, okay, let's let's do parish renewal and mm-hmm. whatever we call it, let's do it, and we're going to do this big, huge, enormous thing. It doesn't have to no. be done that way. So that's the first principle that it that it, it starting small is 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 a good thing. The other thing is you said we got together and we talked about our dream. Mm-hmm. That is the that is just so key because the, when you talk about language of dreaming, you're talking about vision. Oftentimes, 
uh, I heard recently someone say that the first the first thing you do when you go on a journey is take a, your first step. And I remember I said, no, you don't. The first thing you do is you you decide where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't know where you're going, anywhere will get you there. Yeah. And just taking a step isn't going to take you to your destination. And where you want to go is, is about the dream. What's the dream in your heart? Mm-hmm. And when you get together with your key leaders and you share that together, it's, a, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I'm just so excited about your parish. One of the things that I heard, too, as you were sharing, Father James, you were in the kitchen and you, you were just blown away that this was happening and you weren't directly involved yeah, in terms yeah. of hands-on praying with people yeah. and stuff. I see this in the network sometimes is they get frustrated because they've run Alpha once or twice. They're excited. The people that are really close to them are excited. And then they're surprised when people are, are resistant or aren't bought in yet. I'm thinking, whoa, it takes time. Mm-hmm. As you continue to do this over and over again, it takes time to build that momentum. So allow yourself that time and graciousness with dealing with others who don't quite they're not quite where you are yet it's okay but isn't it exciting when you start to see that i I know one of our best moments over the years at saint benedict parish was at the alpha holy spirit week as you remember oh yeah it comes to the prayer ministry time and ron and i would both sit down i remember many occasions we're sitting together and we're just looking over each other at the biggest grins in our faces because god is moving powerfully and touching people's lives and we're sitting back what did we do our role was leadership. We we called mm. forth, equipped, and, and released people in ministry, Amen. and they were impacting others. Now, that being said, if you want anyone to celebrate sacraments, uh, I'm your guy. Mm. Like like we're being clean here, but what is what is proper to priesthood? But praying in in over one another and in in serving one another in that way is not essential to priesthood. That's rooted in baptism, mm-hmm. and it's such a, such a beautiful thing to see happening. James, you also recently started a Connect Group, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell Uh, us a little bit about what what a Connect Group is and your experience. So uh, the Connect Group is is the church. It's the church at home, you know. uh, And we've spent a lot of time thinking about how we can move, what you initially experience at Alpha, what you experience as family can actually be lived out there among initially people who don't know one another. Now they become brothers and sisters supporting one another in their faith journey. Um, and we had our first connect group only uh, three weeks ago. And and I was there. I was there for the first one. And I cried like a baby uh, during the praise <laughs> and worship at the end because it was it, this really, I saw my dream that I wrote down a year ago coming true, mm-hmm. coming true. Um you know these brothers and sisters who a year ago uh, did not know one another. You know they were could be sitting together in pews, but they didn't know one another. Joining in praise and witness to our Lord. You know, in someone's home, eating together, laughing together, mm. and it's just the beginning. Because you know, when I said when I said it's the church, it, we want everyone in our parish, all fifty thousand people who live in our parish, in a connect group. You know, you know. Mm growing together in their maturity, their Christian maturity, in their sense of mission, you know, as disciples and apostles of Jesus Christ mm. to share that message with mm. everyone around them. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's and a great vision. Yeah, it's very, yeah, it's moved me, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Father James, you spoke about early on, uh, you, you, uh, when you started Alpha, you started to get together and to dream mm-hmm. together about but what, the, what the parish could be like and how some of those Alpha things could, yeah, yeah. could fit into, into Our Lady yeah. of Walsingham. Let me ask you now, are you still getting together? Are you still dreaming about the future? Are you still looking down the path? All the time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so exciting because now we're in a kind of phase where the, the first um, kind of crucial building blocks of evangelization and discipleship are just are really, have really hit home 
among a strong block of people in ministry in our parish. So now there's kind of a, a twofold thing going on where we're always thinking about growth and development, um, but also being very careful to to invest in, in, in where, where we're at as well, because it's very easy, isn't it? And I think this happens a lot uh, in parishes. They're like, Alpha, Alpha was great, brilliant. Okay, now we need to go on to the next phase, and then they neglect, you know, the crucial thing, which is evangelization, you know, <laughs> yeah. and that's how you kind of fall back into that maintenance model. You think success, okay, we've built a foundation, we'll leave that now yeah. and we'll move on to the building. Uh, <laughs> but the problem is, like, our success is based on constantly going out, which means we be, need to constantly be investing and, and, and growing leaders for, for our foundation, which is always shifting because everyone who comes through the door is a different person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Alpha is always going to be our place of, of investment, which you know goes year on year. How can we make it better? How can we improve it? How can we adapt to the needs of the people uh, there, while at the same time taking the fruit of that growth and actually helping sort of like newly on fire, you know, Christians uh, deepen their faith and take their part in the mission of mm. the church. So it's a twofold thing. It, you know, if you want to say move water from from point A to point B. Most people would use a pipe to do that. Yeah. Well, how do you get the water moving? You use a pump yeah, and yeah. you get the water. Yeah. Now, the temptation is once there's a volume of water in the pump, we, we let go of the pump and start wanting to focus on what's in, in the, the pipeline. But the best way to continue to move the water along is to keep pumping. Yeah, yeah. And that will drive everything along. And that's the temptation is once people, I, 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 groups of people begin to be evangelized and become disciples, it's like, okay, now they become Stop disciples. Now we need to we yeah. need to let's let go of this for a while and focus on the disciples to help them grow and mature. And that's something we absolutely have to do. But the the problem is if you don't have enough resources to do both, you abandon the pump and focus on the disciples, and then it's very hard to get it going again. Amen. And what we learned in through God's grace, what we were able to do at St. Benedict Parish was raise up enough leaders so but the time we, we handed it over and made sure it was work, working well, then we could go and work on the next level mm-hmm. and we knew that the pump was still working. And that's such a crucial thing to get right. Well, I remember in my own discernment about Alpha because I started doing Alpha because I wanted to learn more about the Catholic Church and this got people excited, but I wanted to give it over really early, well before we ever teamed up, so that I could go focus on catechesis and Bible studies and things like that. And I remember at one point praying to God, like, God, at what point am I going to be able to do this? And I just discerned. He said, Ron, I need you. Literally, he said, this was even before you drew the pump diagram. I need you to keep your hand on the pump. He's like, yeah, but I want to go play in the water with those guys. (laughs) And he said, I need you to keep your hand on the pump. And I thought, oh, okay. Because... I realized that other people were going to teach the Bible studies. Other people were going to do all these other mm-hmm. activities and events. And he really was calling me for a lot of years mm-hmm. to keep my hand on the pump. And when we're talking to parishes, we're saying, keep your best leaders on your alpha until mm-hmm. they replace themselves with other best mm-hmm. leaders. You need your best, most contagious, exciting people, bringing mm-hmm. people in, drawing them, you know, raising them up, igniting them, and sending them out. And it's it's so mm-hmm. good for you guys to mm-hmm. have launched your first connect group yeah, and yeah. to see your to see that come full circle and yeah, growing yeah. your church. Awesome. Yeah. 
So Father James, it's it's I'm so grateful that that you're able to be here in Halifax, but I'm also grateful for everything that's happening at your parish. I think you're you're an example of of what's possible. And I think, you know, you're you're what's so cool about seeing divine renovation and and the, and pastors and parishes that have embraced it is that they're they're seeing early fruits in terms of the changes changed lives that are happening at their parishes. And so I'm so grateful you're able to be here today and Thank share you. some of your story. Can, can, can I before you go can I ask uh, Father James, can I ask you a favor? Mm-hmm. Can you do the Michael Caine impersonation? <laughs> I should say that Michael Caine's actually quite posh. I'm the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Michael Caine. <laughs> For anyone interested in things related to Divine Renovation, you can check out our website at divinerenovation.net. Uh, also, be sure to follow us on social media. And, of course, we've got uh, this year we have uh, at least one book that's certainly uh, out and available, and that's the, uh, the book by Father Simon Lobo. I think we have a copy uh, here, yeah. Divine Renovation Apprentice, Learning to Lead a Disciple-Making Parish. It's an excellent book, uh, very short, uh, great reflections on parish re- leadership, parish renewal. It'd be great for the, the, your, your priest friends and anyone in pastoral ministry or anyone who cares about the future of the church. <laughs> There's a $50 bill that Father Simon slipped in there for, uh, for <laughs> Father James. Uh, hopefully we'll be seeing many of you at the Divine Renovation Conference uh, in 2018. That's happening this summer. And also just we look forward to connecting with you again on this podcast and in the other ways you can connect with us. God bless. Thank you.